Uh, Dr. Nicole, I was wondering, uh, from my experience in practice, I noticed that sometimes owners are a bit um, scared by the amount of work that, from their part or resources, that certain treatments, like for example, brushing teeth regularly or administering um, tablets or pills to cats, for example, or dogs that um, are not very compliant with that. They're scared about how um, they're gonna manage it and how much stressor that's, that will add to their lives. And so I was wondering as a vet, how can I approach that conversation? How can I make them um, not worry about, it, about that side too much? That is, that's a brilliant question. Um, and it's a, it's a question that I think, I'm gonna flip that around because for a lot of us when we're speaking with clients, um, we get caught up in our own fears about what they might be thinking. We're trying to make a judgment on what a client might think because toothbrushing, if you hear from enough clients, oh, I don't wanna brush those teeth, like it's gonna be really hard. In your own mind, it's like a record. You're making a groove there, like it becomes your truth. Like brushing teeth is really hard. So therefore you don't do it. You don't make that recommendation. Same with, are all cats impossible to give tablets to? No, they're not. If all cats were impossible to give tablets to, no vets would be able to give cats, yet we all give tablets to cats really easy. The answer exists within Matthew Said's book, Bounce. He did a great book called Bounce. And the, 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 the truth that sits behind this sort of talent myth, like are vets talented at brushing teeth or, or giving cats pills? No, we've just practiced it shit tons more than other people have. So can we get clients in a situation or actually, let me back it up. Can we, in ourselves, make sure that we don't fall into the rut of expecting a client to say no in the first instance, so we stop making the recommendation? We should never fall in that trap. Point two, if a client absolutely cannot, like they physically cannot give a cat tablet, or they've got a dog that's gonna like, literally eat their hand for trying to brush their teeth, we should never make them feel guilty about doing that either, because it's just not gonna happen. And so you, you look to explore other like best second plans, okay? So yes, we would like to brush that dog's teeth that's prone to periodontal disease every day, but if it's not gonna be possible, let's not beat that drum, because guess what? We're gonna make the client feel bad about their own pet, or we're gonna get the client bitten, or we're gonna disturb that pet owner bond, and it's gonna stop being fun. And, and when it stops being fun, that's a problem. Clients are not gonna be compliant with that. They're not gonna go there. So the plan B is that we have the conversation honestly and openly with them, say, well, this is the ideal, but I can see that like Fitzy here is kind of lively, so I can see why that's not gonna work for you. Plan B is not totally ideal either, but we may have to scale and polish his teeth a little more frequently to avoid having extractions or painful dental disease building up. That might look like a dental in six months, 12 months, 24 months, I don't know. Can you make a nutritional recommendation on top of that, okay? Your job as a veterinarian isn't to always get them to do what you want them to do. That's, partly that's their decision. Now, if you're doing your job well and you highlight the, the opportunity or the problem and you conduct yourself in a way that, that makes them feel like they've got belief, they've got, they know you, they like you, and they trust you, then you're maximizing their chance of saying yes. But there's gonna be times that they just can't say yes. If you've done your bit, you should never ever feel guilty about that. Because you're not gonna win them all. Like, and it's a crazy thing to think that you would. But if you, first of all, make the recommendation. If you second of all have a plan B that's a, a best alternative solution that they can follow, um, and, and you can, execute that every time you're going to maximize your outcomes for pets.
are you going to get them all to say yes? No. Do I worry or lose sleep about that? No, I don't, because I can't save them all. And I don't have that mindset. That's a perfectionist mindset. That's a dangerous mindset to have. That's why you go home and beat yourself up at night. Oh, I, I failed because they didn't say yes to the recommendation. No, you didn't. You failed if you didn't make the recommendation. You failed if you didn't have a plan B when there's a good plan B. You failed if you had such a narrow mindset that the client had to follow your plan A and nothing else was happening. But if you made the recommendation, you were versatile in your options and they still said no, then they either weren't aware enough, they didn't have enough belief, or the cost of taking that action was just too high. Try again next year. Right? Because sometimes belief takes time to foster. Right? Next year, when their pet needs another dental and there's another three teeth, maybe they'll get the lesson at that point. Maybe they'll be more willing to invest. We don't know what's going on in other people's lives all of the time, and we should be forgiving of them and us um, and not get in that judgmental space. Um, and you know, Because judgmental means we judge clients and we make them feel stupid. We judge us and we make us feel bad when we did a pretty good job. They're all bad ways to go. Have a clear idea of what good looks like. Make a recommendation. Uh, absolutely have a plan B. And if they don't go for it, no problems. Try again next time. There'll always be a next time if you don't make a client feel stupid. Now, if you would like your question answered, then the way to go about doing that is to record your own little video clip that you don't mind us using, because um, we will make you famous as well, but send in your video question, or you can send in on Instagram, or Twitter, or email it, or DM it, whatever. Send your question in. It's got to be about veterinary business, veterinary life, your career, what's going on with you. But ask a question that you think I can add some value back for you. And I would love to give you an answer on this show. And if you do send it in and we use your question, you'll receive a signed copy of So You're a Vet and I Want. And my eternal gratitude and some notoriety by being on the show. So don't be shy. Step up and send in your questions. Thanks for listening or watching. Uh, be safe, be well, be happy. Dr. Dave, out.